All right, hello, everybody. How is everyone? <laughs> Good. Good. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm ready for break to start. But um, welcome to anybody's listening. This is night one discussion group, and we're going to be, you know, I'm going to be asking them questions about uh, the few chapters that we read. So I have five questions for you guys. Um, our first one is, why do you think people did not believe him at first? Well, I feel like every single place has kind of like, especially in small towns, kind of the town crazy that no one really believes. But usually the cra- craziest people have like some resemblance of, I don't know, they're a lot closer to the truth than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. So I th- Yeah, I think a lot of people, especially like at this time, I think they thought like oh this is impossible you know this this can't really happen you know what i mean because at this point you know a lot of people think that this is something that can't happen where have one person has so much power and then you know but you know you you never really see a situation until you're actually put into it so i feel like at first they're kind of like you know he's kind of going crazy like this can't really happen that sounds unbelievable and then once they see that it actually starts coming into action and they're like wow wait actually he might actually be right on something. Yeah, even today people have a hard time believing what actually happened and trying to believe something that's yet to happen is kind of hard to drop your mind around. Definitely. Yeah, I think the whole idea that like he was presenting to them was kind of just like over the top ridiculous it sounds in some ways, you know? Um, so it's kind of sounded so bizarre that they were like, this could never happen to us. Like, this is crazy. This is basically like something like close to like the apocalypse like this could never happen Mm -hmm. um and it just sounded kind of intense to all of them so Mm -hmm. they were like no like it's not true like you're just making stuff up don't worry Mm -hmm. definitely especially in this situation where you have such a i don't know it's just it was such a terrible situation and reading through the story i was kind of like in awe and i was just like i can't believe this actually happened in our event in history and i feel like even now some people like don't even like accept that it even happened or some people like to me like some people don't believe in it and it's like it's kind of crazy how something like so big just changes everybody's perspective on things definitely yeah yeah i feel like with traumatic events sometimes it could be like so overly traumatic that your mind just kind of pushes it out of the way and to pretend to kind of keep you sane Mm -hmm. and yet you know if you don't actually look back into the past something bad might happen again Exactly. Yeah. Terrible cycle. Mm-hmm. All right. My second question I have for you guys is what were your thoughts when you heard that the Germans made it to his town and why do you think they were polite to people? Um, when I originally heard that they had come to their town and um, they were being really polite, I was actually extremely surprised at first because you've seen other, like I've heard other stories and seen other stories about them just um, starting off with violence to like mark their territory, you know, mm-hmm. make it known that they're here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. But I think originally they might have started to be polite in the beginning because they didn't want them to resist mm-hmm. um, getting on the trains and stuff and making it sound not as bad as it actually was. So there wasn't as much violence and like harshness to start off with i think especially like at this time i think since we already know what happened like we already know what's happening during their past like right now that's like they're during they don't know what's going on where now it's 2020 it's past that time we like know what actually happened i think to us it's like kind of crazy but like to them i think when like to us when reading it we were like oh no we already know what's kind of going down but to them you know them coming in and then 
already hearing that this guy has already told them that this was going to happen. They're kind of like starting to get on that track, but because they're polite, I feel like, you know, like, like what you said, that they already are kind of like stating their power, like, oh, I'm here, but I don't want you to resist type thing. But I think then once they knew that they had them kind of under their own like power, they had their already were implanted for maybe like a couple of days or a couple of people that they already started to become harsher and then when circumstances start like circumstances started to come very very harshly that they were like okay now we need to actually get onto it so i think at first it was like it's kind of scary it's kind of like oh no like we already know what's going on it's kind of weird to see how they're going at it and then all of a sudden you just see throughout the story once it progresses it's like oh that's why like they yeah. just really just wanted to put their selves there and just be like I'm here and and now I'm going to be rude to you guys yeah and we want to believe the best in people that's just I think a normal human thing because if we don't believe the best in people I don't know it'd be a very depressing and dark world and nothing nothing good would really matter but like if you try to keep people calm like you'd get more done like even like in a panic situation you want to calm everyone down and then stuff can happen the way it should so I don't know if you're trying to transport an entire um religion of people you know to a place to die you don't want to freak yeah. them out too early on yeah mm-hmm. it just cause mass panic and the word would get out and people would actually like try and leave and try yeah. and stop themselves from dying and getting killed mm-hmm. i think it's just crazy to think like you know at the beginning of the book it's like stating their beliefs and you know they start talking about relationships and then it went straight into it and then you hear you know what this this guy comes in and what he believes between everybody else and them seeing like two sides of a story and then you see that some people are like oh that can't happen and then when you come in and then these people who really are doing bad things to people come in and think that like nothing is happening it's almost like you almost get angry at it you're like i can't believe it they're just like you do so like i don't know to me it's just like how can you do so much bad and then come into a situation and act like nothing's happening or nothing happened and there's that saying that's like oh yeah it's 2020 or oh yeah it's 2016 and i'm sure they kind of had something similar like oh yeah it's 1944 we're past you know mass genocides and we're past kind of killing each other just Mm -hmm. over religion that's you know 300 years ago europe that's not us right now Mm-hmm. Everyone's always talking about the 21st century and how, like, this is new, it's modern, like, everything's changing, but eventually people do, like, go back to their old times and it's just mm-hmm. really bad. Because, like, no matter how many, like, no matter how many, like, people, no matter what time you have, you may have different circumstances or different items, different ways of doing things. We have more technology now, but you still have those people who grow up in different situations and you have people who grow up with different beliefs there are still people you know who believe things that people believed in like 19 something you know what I mean it's there's still people out there who believe in older like strategies and different you know I don't know how to write it like you know like just different things that maybe some other people that grew up in different households and different beliefs you know everyone just grows up differently but these like stigmas between things still travel with people and I think a lot of people forget that even though we may not eat be 2020 you know new year new everyone <laughs> that we still have people who believe in old time ways so you know, no matter how many years you keep going and no matter how many generations keep you know being born you still have people who are going to carry those beliefs and sadly we're never going to be able to get rid of them we can start to 
help them grow, but you're never going to actually be able to, like, push it out. You're never, like, push it out completely. Yeah. And, like, I feel like throughout human history, we always try and we always try to find, like, reasons to, like, separate ourselves from other people. Like, for a while it was, like, religion. Now it's race, especially with, you know, um, Black Lives Matter and I think it's Islamophobia. I, I can't remember how to word it, but, like, we just, we try and find ways to separate and differentiate ourselves when in reality we're kind of all the same people and we just make it up mm-hmm. to just, I don't know, have something to do, to have a cause you believe in, even if it means that you're gonna be cruel, racist people, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that we all, of course, are gonna support different things and stuff like that, and we're all going to support in different situations and stuff like that, but I feel like no matter what goes on, it's like you're still gonna have those like small little like differences that people are going to get mad at. And that's what makes me a little bit like frustrated is that some people just think they have so much power when everybody's still in the same boat. We all have family to take care of. We all still have to, we all need to, you know have a successful life and we all you know need to you know do what makes us happy and I just I don't know how just some people can think that they have more power than others when we're all in the same boat you know I don't know it just that's just my opinion on things (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you have to take into account we're all the same in theory yes with the world we live in money is the only thing that can bring you true power Mm -hmm. so you know the person who has the most money can live the best life and make it so that, you know, that the other half of the population doesn't have money. Yeah. They can afford the wealth. It's so frustrating. Honestly, I feel like that's so frustrating because I feel like that should be first priority. But that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on to our third question, which is why I said, since the adults were in such worry, do you think that they knew what they were getting into when they were told to pack their stuff? and where they were going to be tried, like transported somewhere. Well, you know that um, this the Holocaust was not the first time like mass, I don't know, hatred towards people of Jewish religion has like occurred. Like you look back in time and I don't know why, but it's always like Jewish people that people hate and blame for everything. I know, and I was just like, why? I know. I don't think that they actually like knew for sure what they were getting into. Um, like mm-hmm. like Maya said, like it, I totally agree with how there's been like mass genocides before, but I don't think going into this that they knew it was going to be like this. Because imagine like being in their place, like just being told to pack up your stuff and like go to somewhere else. Like since we are like in the modern day, we know that things in the past have happened like this, so we would have a good mindset. But I feel like back then they didn't really understand what was going to happen. Um, and of course they were worried, but they still had their faith with them. So they were like, as long as we carry our faith, as long as God is with us, we're going to be okay. Um, but I think when they arrived to the camps, that's when they really knew that something bad was going to happen. But originally in the beginning, they just thought that they were going to get moved out of their country, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like at first, I feel like they knew it. Not like, I feel like they knew that like this isn't something to mess around with. These people are obviously here not to do good if they're being like eventually they started to be very demanding and they were starting to actually show these signs of like oh they are actually not as nice as we thought when they first came in yeah but i feel like 
they knew what they were getting into. They knew it was like scary and they knew that it wasn't going to be a fun time. They knew that it wasn't, that, you know, they're not packing their stuff to go on vacation. They knew that much. But I feel like they didn't know exactly like how intense it was actually going to be. I feel like they knew like that they were going to not be in the best situation and they were going to, you know, have to go through some stuff, but I feel like they were not ready for what they were actually going to go through until they, like, made it there and they started to see how many people they were going to be with and, you know, just even just needing to walk somewhere. They were already, like, on them about it. You needed to walk at a certain speed or you needed to be somewhere or else you would have some deadly consequences. And I feel like once they actually started going through that they were like oh this is actually not good like we all don't actually want to be here but I feel like the more that they went into it like this guy who came in like the more they like at first they didn't believe him but I feel like the more they go through it the more they are like oh we should have listened to him because he was actually right so (laughs) Um, our fourth question I have is uh, what, do uh, what do you think helped them keep hope in such a harsh situation? Probably their faith or religion. I know that's a driving force, especially like during a pandemic. I know a lot of people like find solace in God and religion and that sort of thing. Really, when everything changes, you just want to hold on to something that's like you can't physically grasp it. And yet it can bring you a lot of comfort. So. I can probably imagine they were very connected during that time, at least up until they were like completely broken and couldn't even <laughs> get that out of themselves. Yeah, I feel that for them, I think definitely religion was something, and I feel like because they were already in a town where they were all with the same religion, they were all they all believed in the same things. That that kind of helped them like through the situation is that you know they were around people they knew but i feel like it made it even harder because they were around people they knew and they had to see the people they know so well suffer and i think that's what makes it so sad is that a lot of people think it in the long run like oh they were together so it couldn't have been hard but it had to be even harder because it's like you know imagine you being in a harsh situation a very like traumatic situation with the people you love and you seeing them in complete like fear and you know you see them get hurt and you know in this situation you don't even know if you're gonna see them the next day and like I feel terrible for having to say that but it's just like you know that was our history and to them that was their worry and I could imagine going through that and I feel like you know even though we've grown in 2020 there are still people who have to suffer through this every single day and I feel like that has to be terrifying and it's just and it had to happen just because they all believed in something that they thought was so you know and it is and to them you know it to them and to at least in my view that that is something that they believe in and they should be able to live every day and strongly believe in that and then you know some people with big opinions on something thought that you know that was a terrible thing and you know they sadly had to die for that and I think that was just I don't know I just feel like that's so sad but I feel like I their religion knowing that they get to you know I feel like their religion specifically because you know if they weren't together they had that to keep themselves together it'd be like I have at least one person and one thing on my side when everybody else isn't yeah yeah, I also think maybe like um, being optimistic and like setting maybe future goals for themselves. Like, 
oh no, like this isn't gonna last very long. Or no, soon we'll be back home and we'll be like in our little house eating bread, like around the fire. Because I feel like happy thoughts um, with like their families or just being back in their hometown really helped them throughout it, you know? Because they didn't want to face the ugly truth that they would face soon. So I feel like, yeah. especially in the beginning of the book, on the way there, all I could think about was happy thoughts, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like some, like in some situations and in any situation that some people are able to be put in harsh situations and be like, you know, put in their mindset, like, I'm going to make this, like, I'm going to make this out alive and I'm going to do whatever I can to keep myself in a good place where I can make it to the end. Yes, definitely. And I feel like, you know, you have to really, like, appreciate those people because, you know, sometimes it's hard to keep that drive, especially when you have to go through really, really hard consequences. Yeah, that, like, whole survival instinct really kicks in. Yeah. I think it really isn't just the way you look at things, and I feel like there might have been some people that, you know, could look at it in a way of, you know, this is where we can grow, and then some people, you know, were kind of, you know, were different about it. So I feel like, you know, it just really depends on how you look at things, and I think definitely, especially in their times, I can't imagine how hard that was if you had to keep that mindset and have to see that you were not in the best place to keep it. And then on my last question for you guys is, how do you feel about the story so far? Um, it's funny. When I was younger, I used to be really into, I feel like we all kind of had a phase of where we were really interested in like the Holocaust or some, I don't know, horrifying thing that happened in history. Cause yes. I don't know why, but I guess that's an obsession or something. Yeah. I know I was one of those people. Yeah. I don't know. I had my obsession and I guess when you're young, it, you can't really kind of grasp how awful it was, but now I'm going into a book that's about it and I haven't read something on this topic in years. And I don't know, I feel like it's just gonna add to the general stress and darkness of this situation. But you know, you can also remember that at least we could be at home like with running water with our families and we have no you know, general physical threats like we have well, I mean, COVID's a physical threat, but you know we're not getting beaten. We're not getting bombed. Like we're not in a we're not in a world war. I mean, we could be in World War One, where you know they had the Spanish influenza and World War One at the same time. So, yes, it's dark, but you know it also kind of puts life into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really does. I, mean, I think, I, I think I, I've been interested in the story, but that's also because I'm never, I'm, I'm not good at history. Like I can't like do history class. I can't do it. This year somehow, like I've been doing good, but like I generally, like I've always been interested in it, but I have to be really interested in it for me to be like, oh, I want to read this or stuff like that. So, but Holocaust was like one of the things my sister was really interested in it. So, you know, she really wants to go to the Holocaust Museum. I think it would be interesting, you know, and eighth grade year, <laughs> like we did a whole Holocaust unit and we watched like, we watched and read The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which, oh, oh my God, so I don't sad. think I've ever... Yeah, I don't think I've ever cried in an 8th grade <laughs> class even more. Um, but luckily I had my friends to watch it with me, so we were all crying together. But um, <laughs> I think like it was such a like a powerful story, and so is this one, like even just so far. And I think it's just like to see how much they actually struggled is just 
it's like heartbreaking, but at the same time, it doesn't stop you from reading it. Yes, exactly. Um, and I feel like with some other stories, especially autobiographies like this one is, um, they usually start off in the beginning with introducing characters and telling about their like life at home before disaster strikes. But I feel like um, the author really wanted to explain how horrible this was so we really started off strong with going straight to the camps instead of really introducing his home life or his family which is good because I feel like there's so much to tell out of these holocaust stories that he wanted to like include the whole part of it in this book yeah and I feel like kind of just dropping us into the story really quickly like into the kind of events leading up to it instead of like you know detailing the characters and explaining what was happening before it kind of shows you like how suddenly everything changed like in a blink of an eye your life was completely different and you know you had no chance of survival that kind of i think it really does put in perspective on how much we have and i think it just makes you feel even more grateful that you're in a situation that you're in where you're able to you know have a roof over your head and you're able to know that you can go through every day maybe not every day because during whatever's happening now it's kind of a little bit unexpected but like in the long run you feel a little bit more grateful that you have a roof over your head and that you can you know go to a kitchen and know that there's food in your cupboard or whatever like you know I don't know you guys very well and I hope to get to know you guys better but like um I don't know your guys's home situation you know but like you know hopefully in the long run that you know we're all able to like go through every day and know that we have our necessities and that we are able to go through every day and know that we can have a stable living and for them you know at first they thought oh you know i could have a stable living and then all of a sudden you know their world was just turned upside down and they weren't able to have that so i think it just makes you feel even more grateful for what you have every day yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like it just really turned their whole life upside down without, like, even, like ever being prepared for it, which is mm-hmm. incredibly intense and horrible. Yeah. All right, so those are our five questions for today. I think this is the end of our discussion. So should we do our other part? Had nice. You don't forget about us. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Maya, do you want to go first? Sure. So I had to do evidence checker. So I kind of just went over, you know, the types of evidence and whether I thought he was credible or not. And so for the first question, I had to identify the major types of evidence. And I found that pathos um, is kind of the most prevalent just because, you know, you're going from your own memories and, you know, memories are very emotional. I thought that was the most prevalent and also... Let me see what I said. Ethos, because, you know, if you're a survivor, you're going to be more credible than, you know, someone who's just, like, reading history books. So what do you guys feel was the most prevalent? Um, I definitely think... Sorry, was pathos the memories? Yeah. Yes, I definitely think pathos is very um, prevalent in this book because it is not a biography and the author is like a primary source, which means that he's like pulling um, memories back that are probably really traumatizing from like the back of his mind to like pour it into this novel. Um, so I think he's um, like he's a really great author who's just trying to like inform us about what's going on in this in this horrible event history. I, I, I agree. I think both, you know, he, he's caught you emotionally because this is such a, you know, 
intense timing but I think having someone who is an actual like survivor of it makes it even like 10 times like more powerful because you know that he actually went through it and you know that what he's talking about is actually real because you know it's not like he would make up the situation and I hope no one would make up a situation like this but you know that that is a really you know big situation and I think because he was an actual survivor of it it just makes it even better because you know I can't imagine how hard it was to write but like knowing that he actually went through it makes the book even more credible yeah absolutely um I can share one of mine sure okay mm-hmm. um so in the in the, like the very beginning right before they were um or I guess during they were um, their deportation um they were saying things such as don't laugh they just want to steal our valuables and jewelry it'll be easier for them to like go into our house and steal stuff if we're gone on like vacation quotation marks um but i guess that right then and there their mindset was that they just came to basically rob them and like steal their um like prized possessions which is not a big deal compared to where they were going but it's just really upsetting to know that in their mindset they had this one idea which was a horrible like um just idea in their minds but in reality um it was something completely different from what they thought it would be so what do you guys think um if like you thought one thing was going to happen not as horrible but then you finally realize like what actually happens and you're just kind of like overcome with everything yeah i feel like again we don't we don't want to believe the worst because if you believe the worst it all gets kind of too dark so i guess trying to believe like a more light-hearted well not happy it's not very happy to lose your possessions but it's like also not the worst thing there's a saying that's like um i don't know was it expect the or prepare for the worst but expect the best or something like that i feel like they kind of i feel like i also butchered that but no, you don't want to. You don't want to think. Oh, hey, I'm I'm off on a train to go die. Just think like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go steal my valuables, and sure, it's gonna take me a while to gain something similar back. It's just you can't fully wrap your head around that you're going to a death camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. I think for them, I think at the, of course at that point they didn't know what they were going to. So I think at that time they were like they weren't prepared for what was actually going to happen so i think to them they're like oh they're stealing my stuff you know that has to be so terrible for taking my stuff like grr and then all of a sudden they come into this huge camp and they're like oh wait that actually wasn't the beginning of it and that wasn't the worst part so i think for me i've always been the type of person to like hold on to my memories so my prized possessions are very very important to me but you know i would rather know that my family is okay compared to having a valuable thing being lost you know so i think I'm also extremely paranoid as a person, so um, I think, like, anywhere I go, that usually is kind of my mindset, which, you know, it comes with my past and all this other stuff, but it's just, I think, I've generally always been a paranoid person, so I can see where they can get at when you get onto a train with people you don't even know and people that are controlling, like, like controlling you completely that is probably a thought that goes to your mind like oh this must not be good you know and then you start as usually when you think of one bad thing it kind of just leads to this big train of stuff so I think you know with having that you know I think it's still something you can't stop your mind from doing but I feel like it isn't you know but I feel like as a 
don't let that control you completely don't let your bad thoughts like control you extremely to the point where you're preparing yourself for something that you probably don't need to prepare yourself for okay so i have a couple more to do so i had to find like pieces of evidence to analyze and kind of i'm not exactly sure what claim or counterclaim i was supposed to be supporting but i kind of just went on the i don't know the train um of just kind of trying to find credibility sources and so i chose splendid news from the russian front in less than three days german army vehicles made their appearance on our streets and the yellow star so what it's not lethal it kind of shows like all together that like when you're in like even with the pandemic nowadays you keep hearing like false news like oh yeah we have a virus we don't have a virus we, ha- we do have a virus but <laughs> i mean we have a but not an antidote um a shot a vaccine thank you vaccine. we have a vaccine you know that's what people were saying like at the very beginning and then everyone else is like no we have to wait for like a year and just throughout this you don't really know where to turn so splendid news from the russian front like oh yeah because that was found kind of when people thought oh yeah it's over it can't get any worse we we live through it and then you go like in less than three days you know like it's all of a sudden all these things kind of start compiling and you realize that hey this is not gonna be very easy and this is not gonna kind of turn out in our favor I think there's like there's always something behind it where there's just like you always have all these people play along and they're like you know oh like this is like the end of it and then i feel like sometimes people forget that sometimes even after something's ended there's always going to be something that comes again and i feel like especially now with what we're going through i feel like you know we can tackle one thing you know we can have you know come off of like for example we can come off of like shut down and be like oh it won't come back and then you see that these cases are rising and we're going again you know at the beginning we didn't see that this was happening but it is something that has to be done you know what i mean okay well i can share another one of my connections no one else wants to go um uh, so, um, another one that I found was when they actually arrived at the camps, uh, they were saying things like the conditions were good, families would not be separated, um, the young would work in the factories, and the old and sick would work in the fields. Um, and they said that uh, we gave thanks to God because suddenly we felt free of the previous night's terror that they were going through. So uh, I think that when they for, when they actually got to the camps, they um, were thinking, oh, this is going to be horrible. Like, they're not going to work us to death. Um, the young are only going to work, so it won't be too um, labor-induced on the older people. So it'll be okay. No worries. But I don't think that they understood the severity of the situation because they were literally just arriving to the camp. So they seriously just pulled up, and they got out, and they were told these directions. Um, but they didn't realize how serious it was going to be until they really actually stepped foot inside of their bunks and got to work and got their striped pajamas and everything. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it was a really <coughs> not knowing situation overall. Um, so would you guys also 
kind of be in the same mindset as them being like oh thank goodness like it's not as bad as we thought it was um like the older people are going to get to rest a little more than the younger people um but it's it's not going to be horrible like it's not going to be anything bad yeah yeah probably yeah i feel like yeah i feel like because you're so used to such a big routine and then i feel like because they were already in a situation where that was kind of like normal to them they thought like oh this is other people's normal too and then you go into this and they're like oh wait yeah it's not seriously and because they also got there when other people were already there when other um jewish people were already in the camp so they were like oh like there are other people here like it's not a big deal we're not the only ones here you know they had that mindset yeah. inside but, yeah yeah it's hard to it's hard to wrap your mind around such a horrific thing and yet to have to live through it i'm sure isn't much better yeah i even wrote down in my reflection i was like i don't know how someone who has so much like someone who's so cruel that has so much power can just rule something i don't know that just makes me really, like nuts i'm like i don't know how that could happen i feel like it's all about how you address the situation too like if you go into it having like a lot of confidence and just stamina i feel like people are gonna like pay attention to you because they're like oh you're so powerful like you know what you're talking about like you should be our leader because like you seem so confident in what you're saying and you seem like you know what you're talking about i feel like it's all about how you address the situation as well yeah and i was going i think i learned this through history of like seventh eighth grade but i learned that you know the reason why hitler had so much power was because he would go around to like smaller places and he would hold these like kind of like rally type things and he would kind of get like people rallied up of you know other people's you know of course religion so when you have so much people on your side when not knowing your actual intention i think that's what how he had so much power was because he told these people you know about these like things about like oh i want to do this for you guys and i want to do good for you guys and he would just go around telling these people these things but not actually telling him how not really like fully addressing his full-on strategy of like this is how i'm gonna give you guys power yeah and i know he was like incredibly incredibly charismatic because like you can't achieve like a mass genocide if you can't you know brainwash people into believing that you're right and there's no other way you know like he would, you yeah. know, the Hitler Youth programs. He would like have children go on about believing that Jews are animals and they don't deserve to live and whatnot. And did you guys see Jojo Rabbit? Oh no, I want to watch that really fast. It's it's really good. Anyways, the kid he um he has a book about how like Jews, I don't know, like they eat their children or something, and it just oh these outlandish God. lies oh that like children were fed because you know children they take fairy tales and they. Because, I don't know, they, I don't know why, but apparently kids are very, they like, they like, heh. they like fantastical events. And so, like, feeding them these stories early on, you can get a lot more done than, like, trying to tell adults that, oh, yeah, your neighbor's kind of crazy. We should get rid of them. I think for them, their kids are a lot easier, at least in that time, was easier to, quote-unquote, convince compared, like, convince compared to, like, a... 24 year old or like you know 50 year old or something because at that time you're stuck to your morals you know what you're talking about so when you disagree with something you're going to disagree with it we're at a we're at a kid's perspective you're still taking in new information so you know that was one thing that some kids thought was information that they should take yes, and that they should be so gullible you know? like when i was a kid i believed in like unicorns if like someone told me or like 
Santa Claus or something like that because yeah, I was exactly. told that yeah. as a kid and like you don't know any better than to believe what you're told yeah so if they grew up in that mindset then that's basically like breeding them to think a certain way and hate certain people I wonder if those kids ever like grew out of that or they're still you know even though this happened I'm gonna still teach my children that these this random religion of people is psycho and doesn't deserve to live yeah I, I still wonder that too I, like I wonder if like there are any kids who like actually like do research and there has to be some I mean like you know I feel like there's even days now where like your parents will believe in one thing but your kids believe in another I feel like that's kind of like the same situation where maybe like some kids might believe in some things but some kids might believe in something else so I think it just really depends on how much effort and time you put into actually like looking into different types of information you find from different sources or if you're just going to keep believing what maybe other people believe or believe the first thing you see which a lot of people do so i think it just really depends on how much time effort you take into finding different sources of information and all this other stuff so do you guys think that the author is credible definitely I think so, at least because, you know, this person has actually been through it. So he's kind of just like retelling his story into (laughs) book form. Do you guys feel like, um, what do you think really convinced you of his credibility? Like, was it something in the book or is it like more about the person himself? I think it kind of takes on both because I feel like you know that he's been through this and you know that what he's talking about is like real. But I feel like also by reading through the story you're learning more stuff but you're also re almost like relearning things you already knew about the situation because we all knew this was something in history that was really really bad and you know we all knew basic things like you know that they had camps and that they would take these people in and you know but we all of us did not know unless we did research on what actually happened in the camps or what happened beforehand so I think knowing that you're not only having somebody who's actually been through it and then retell their story about things you also know but also things you can learn like all of those things put together makes it very very credible for you to say like hey like i i trust you because you know you're telling your story and i know some stuff because i've done or i've read this this and that but i'm also learning stuff because you know, of course, we're not in it. We're reading his story. So, you know, I think, like, all of those things combined, you find a credible source, so you find a credible story yeah. with it. Yeah, and I feel like um, before, I feel like even when you're in elementary school, you do know, like, the basics of what happened in the Holocaust, just like, a little bit, you know? So you understand some background stories of what's going on, um, and I feel like he is a credi- um, obviously a credible source because he's a primary source and unless he was telling us something completely different from what we've learned in the past then it would it would not make him credible but the fact that he is adding on to like our further knowledge of what we know about the holocaust and just giving us more insight about his ex- um, experience and specifically what what went on and like his feelings and his family's thoughts um really gives us more insight and like sees him as a person and how he felt throughout the whole thing okay yeah is that all for today's discussion or do you guys got any more to add or yeah i don't have anything either Alrighty, so i guess that's the ending okay. of our first discussion and we've got <laughs> so how far should we read into the book 
Um, I have my marker for... 66? Okay. 66. Cool. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. See you then. Next discussion. <laughs> Bye.